In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. These are kind of some of the obstacles and issues that you'll deal with or you'll need to deal with in a building a disciple-making relationship with another man. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the arena army, we, we salute, salute you. you. That was so quiet. Guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I am here with my silent partner, Dale Culver, who apparently thinks he's above the intro. So how you doing, man? I was below the intro with my low voice, sir. Yeah, barely. It was like a solo, a solo I couldn't hear it. Hey, do you got a man law for me today? Yeah, don't make fun of your guy that helps you say Men in the Arena. <laughs> no, it's as a man, you should be teaching, discipling, training, Another man or young man, a boy, whatever, you should be investing in somebody. I like that word investing, too. Yeah, that's a great word. Yes. I think that's true. I think that that's part of, that should be a, a component of manhood. That we're always pouring into somebody, right? We're yeah. investing in somebody. There's too many guys who are anonymous and who are unknown, faces in the bleachers. We need to get more guys in the arena getting dirty and sweaty and grind it out. So, hey, man, I appreciate that. Hey, I want to brag about my guests today. We're going to do something a little different today. We're going to bring some guys back on the show and have them do an equipping intent from their book. And so I want to introduce my friends Tom Cheshire and Tom Gensler. The, they're both out of the Illinois area. Tom Cheshire is 65 years old. He lives in Williamsville. And Tom Gensler is 40 years old. And he lives in Decatur, Illinois. And they, uh, Tom Cheshire is the founder of RPM, Relevant Practical Ministry for Men. And Tom Gensler is the full-time director of ministry development with RPM. So these guys are partners. They've uh, served w- together for years, and uh, they started their relationship as a disciple, disciple-making relationship. And they wrote the book, Real Life Discipleship, The Ordinary Man's Guide to Disciple-Making. I've asked them to come back on the show and to talk about this subject of uh, potential obstacles or reasons why guys do not engage in this thing called disciple making. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys and work right out of your book. And our guys are excited to hear you. And so thanks again for coming on the show, guys. Glad to be here. So we're we're just going to take a little uh, segment out of chapter four, which is how to initiate real life discipleship uh, to say that these are kind of some of the obstacles and, and, uh, issues that you'll deal with or you'll need to deal with um, in building a disciple-making relationship with another man, right? So uh, reason number one is it's a sacrifice. And um, we say that because, you know, the one thing that we all have in common is we all only get 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 
we don't even all get the same amount of time to live those mm. 24 hours days a week, but we all get 24 hours a day. And so we know that it's a sacrifice. It's like anything else that you're committed to or that you know God is calling you to be obedient to. You need to be uh, aware that it is going to be a sacrifice for you, just like it's a sacrifice to tithe and to give freely of what God has blessed you with. So is it to do it with your time. And so we realize that um, and that you'll make time for the things that are important. Um, and part of this is, uh, again, for the man who's going to start this and enter into a disciple-making relationship with his, with another man, perhaps, is that you need to communicate, over-communicate with your wife and children what you're doing, why you're doing this, how God's called you. The, the byproduct of this, though, may be when you get the God lays this on your heart, you, you may see that this relationship actually needs to start with your wife and children. Both of those are a win, in our opinion. Mm -hmm. If you're awakening to the need and the calling from Matthew 28, 18 is to go and make disciples means I need to do that in my home first. Buddy, we're, we're, we're right behind you, and we believe that that's where the ministry should start first. You should do what you say you're going to do first with your wife and children. So we talk about just praying and listening to, to who that is, uh, and we mean that. We see in the scriptures, before Jesus chose the 12, he went up on the mountain all night and prayed, right? So we think that's a good model for us as men let's go to the Lord. Let's commit to praying who that man's going to be or who, who those men, or is it my family? What, what does that look like? Right. Reason number two um, that we talk about in the book. Well, let, let me back up for, before I close out reason number one, the other thing to remember, this isn't about perfection. Discipleship mm. is not about perfection. Our lives are not about perfection, right? It's about the process. And so out of the process, we should be getting more mature. We should be getting more like Christ, but it's not about perfection. Um, it's about making uh, disciples. So reason number two, not everyone is like us. And, mm. and uh, we could have put a, 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 a closed caption thing there that said, thank God, right? <laughs> but we didn't. But not everyone is like us. So we need to know that, you know, if, like personally, I'm an extrovert. A lot of guys you meet or you may disciple may be introverts. That's, that's going to that's gonna change the dynamic of the relationship right there because you're not the same. You know, I may like... And I don't have a Cardinal shirt on tub Tom who doesn't give a rip about baseball. Wears a Cub shirt. I think basically just to get under my skin because I'm a Cardinal fan. So <laughs> he doesn't really care. He just wears the Cub shirt. So there you go. There's, there's a different in personality right there. Real life. Tom Gensler getting my go by wearing a Cub shirt when I'm a Cardinal fan, right? You're going to, you're going to have to, you have to disciple. You're going to have to learn to love those who love things that you don't love or love teams that you don't love. Or, or, or whatever. So it, it really is about that. Not so much um, the idea that um, we only want to disciple people that look just like us because no one is ultimately going to look just like you. Um, and I think that the differences, quite honestly, and, you know, being somewhat serious, you know, with Tom, that, 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 that is a difference. And, and so it, it creates um, a, a tension, but I think that those differences create healthy tension in our relationship. Uh, we lift off, list off, you know, a, a, a scad of chapters, Ephesians 2, 5, Romans 5, 8 through 10, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. If you're, um, if you're looking for, you know, some of those ways that you need to be uh, grace filled or what, whatever. So uh, the differences and the tension, uh, I believe is healthy. And I'm turning the point three over to Tom. All right.
Thank you, Tom. Point three is there are five types of men within the local church. The nowhere man, the around man, the regular man, the gifted man, and the hurting man. And I think uh, a good way to summarize this is uh, as a salesman most of my life, you had to know your customer. And so you had to know who you were dealing with. So I think it's understanding that expectations may be different for the regular and gifted man than the nowhere man. And a good way of thinking of the nowhere man is he's lost. He's probably the kind of guy that maybe you see sporadically in church. You might see him for Easter and Christmas, those kinds of things. You see him occasionally. His wife and kids are probably attending church, but he's not attending church. And that's the guy that we would just say he's, he's really nowhere. That doesn't mean God's not working in his life. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't approach him and ask him to enter into a relationship. But it's just saying, I kind of know where he's at spiritually, which is nowhere. Because if he was a maturing believer, he wouldn't be uh, you know, haphazardly attending church. He would be uh, faithful. He would be able to be accounted upon. He'd be giving leadership. So you would know that he was more bought into understanding and believing his faith than just this occasional attendance. The around man. So uh, the around guy is a guy who's, who's you know, he's, he's uh, there, but he's an immature believer. And so in that way, um, you might see him, you know, you know, more regularly at church, but he's the kind of guy that we would say that the Holy Spirit's definitely working in his life. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, this guy that I started meeting with yesterday in a disciple relationship, he basically said, man, I've always believed in God, but until this crisis in my life happened, I really wasn't ready to take that next step. And so I would classify this guy as from yesterday as he's an around man. He's, he's ready to take a next step. God's life probably drawing him in, but he's looking to take that next step. Spiritually. The regular man is a guy who's maturing. He's on the journey. He gets it. Uh, he is uh, taking those next steps spiritually. Uh, and in regular man, though, most likely their church is filled with regular guys. They're the kind of guys that would say they don't feel qualified to disciple or invest in another man. And those guys most likely need you as a mature believer to invest in them, help them see that they have the uh, confidence and courage to take those those investments. And the gifted man. The gifted man is a guy who he's investing. He's probably strategically already discipling his wife and kids. This guy's full throttle running for the kingdom of God. These are the kind of guys that you need to unite with. These are the kind of guys that you need to uh, bring into your your ministry that you're developing at your church, or or these are the kind of guys. These are the guys that you bring alongside of you to encourage you, to spur you on, to to challenge you. And a gifted man is is a leader. He's a mature man in God, and uh, he just needs uh, maybe you to encourage him. You need him uh, to encourage. And, and then all of these guys can fall into what we call the fifth man, the hurting man, regardless of where we're at in our faith, uh, from uh, immature nowhere to um, uh, maturing in Christ, faith after God. There are times in our life where we're hurting, where difficult things happen, where unfortunate things happen, where maybe our heart gets broken uh, in our local church by our pastor, or maybe we struggle in our career, or maybe we're wrestling with an issue. Maybe we have a, a death of a close loved one. And so we just need to be sensitive and we encourage uh, men to be sensitive to no matter where a guy's at in the spiritual continuum, uh, the guy can be hurting and be sensitive to that, to love and care for them, to spur them on, to challenge them. Every once in a while, a guy needs his toes stepped on. He needs a little rebuke. He needs a little challenge. But most generally, guys just need to be equipped and encouraged and spurred on the, uh, the faith walk. 
And these are the five kinds of guys. No, I appreciate that. You need to know who you're dealing with. And I, I agree, man. I think you call it the hurting man. I would say, you know, we all have a brokenness in us. And one of the things I've been pondering lately is that God calls us to be free, not necessarily fixed. You, know, you can be free, not fixed. And I know that some people would push back theologically, but I just see it that way. It just seems like everybody I meet is that way. Free, if they're free, they're not fixed. We all have that. So, guys, I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your schedules, and I really do respect you guys for what you do and the ministry you have and, and taking the time to let us promote your book. And, again, we want to tell all of the guys, get out there and get Real Life Discipleship, Seven Ordinary, uh, The Ordinary Man's Guide to Disciple Making. You can find that on all uh, outlets, or you can go get that off of their website. And, guys, uh, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show, guys. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, hey, no, see you guys in March in uh, Springfield. We'll be out there. Me and my son will be out there to hang out with you guys and do some ministry. So, guys, head on over to menandarena.org. Grab a free electronic version of our bathroom book for men, and when you do, we'll add you to our equipping blast that goes out every week to all of the MVPs that are out there in the arena getting it done. And, guys, we are a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization. We take the resources that our uh, great group of champions give us. We're able to offer our resources free to men in underdeveloped nations, missionaries, and active military. And, guys, until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Disciple a man. Grind it out. And be a man. Men in the Arena is a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization that exists to inspire men to become their best version. We're able to freely offer this podcast, weekly equipping blasts, discussion forums, plus our small group resources to the three M's, active military, missionaries, and men in underdeveloped nations. This could only happen because of a large group of generous donors like you. You can find out more about how to support our ministry at meninthearena.org. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.